Welcome back to Presence and Purpose, a show all about helping you build an authentic online presence and live out your God-given purpose. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Arndt. I built my brand strategy business back in the beginning of 2018 and quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. Now I help Christian coaches and service providers do the same. I'm here to help you attract the right clients and build a thriving online community with tangible tips, behind-the-scenes stories from women just like you, and lessons learned on all things branding, finding your people, sharing your message, and so much more. Well, hey guys, today I am talking with Veronica Hodenbaugh. She is basically one of my favorite people ever, so I'm really excited to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Natalie. I'm so, so happy to be here. Yes. So I always love starting out by asking my guests a fun fact. So what's one thing that most people don't know about you? Yeah, most people wouldn't know about me that you could at any time find me belting gospel music at the top of my lungs. Um, my husband and kids don't necessarily always appreciate it, but that's probably what you'd find me doing. <laughs> I love that. Well, and like, I totally, I don't know, I love to sing. I've always wished that I was like this beautiful singer, but my daughter is that way. She is like constantly singing. Um, and just like a, a fun fact that I'm going to throw in here is that Last night when I was putting my daughter to bed, she sang this long, like heartfelt ballad about living on a farm and chickens and cows and making pancakes every day. So like that is totally my daughter. <laughs> I love that. Her and I would totally get along. <laughs> yes, you totally would. I love it. So tell us a little bit about you and your journey. So like for those that don't know you, tell us a little bit about kind of how you got here. Yeah, absolutely. So I got started in the world of online business after my first child, my daughter was born. Um, and I just knew very quickly that I did not want to go back to a nine to five. So I'm trained as a social worker. That's the kind of job that I had, you know, come into that wanting to do. Um, but as soon as I had her, I was just very aware that I wanted to be a present mom. I really wanted to be able to raise her myself, you know, um, and not be going back to work. And so I struggled, obviously to figure out how do I do that while still contributing to our family, especially financially. And so I dove into the world of online business and my journey is not linear. Natalie, I'm sure yours isn't either. Um, it's not, you know, I'm not now where I started, but originally I was blogging and helping bloggers grow their, their, um, their platforms online. Um, and then I ran a marketing agency for a while. So where the real pivot happened in the business was last year. So I was pregnant with my third child and I, had to go on bed rest for four months. I was extremely sick and actually had to shut down my marketing agency. I wasn't able to manage the clients, wasn't able to manage my team and decided that the best thing for myself and for my clients was to refer them out to other service providers. And so I suddenly had a lot of time on my hands, right? Um, and I used that time to just really get in God's word and become reacquainted with his plan, not just for me, but his plan for the world in general. And I was so excited again, again, this stuff wasn't new to me, but I was so excited again to read the word and see that from the beginning of time, 
time, God has had such a plan for the world, right? Like from the time that Adam and Eve sinned, God knew he had a plan to redeem and to send Jesus to die for us and all of these things. And I just thought, you know, we've been left here for so much more than just to live and then die and go be with Jesus, right? Like we've been left here for such a massive purpose. Um, to, to actually be spreading the gospel, like the Great Commission, right? To be spreading the gospel, to be encouraging others in their faith. And I wanted more of that. And as I was just praying about what that looked like, I realized, and as and through talking to amazing other women of God, I realized that a lot of us were running businesses and we were doing it the way the world says that we should run a business. But we also kind of knew that there was more. We knew that there had to be more from the word of God about what should our work look like? How should we function? How should we run our businesses for the glory of God? And I started praying and journaling. Like, honestly, Natalie, like I have a journal, like, well, I guess your viewers can't, your listeners can't hear, can't see this, but like this thick, like so thick of notes that I learned through that time of what the word says about what our work should look like, how we should be showing up in the world as ambassadors for Christ. And I just, um, I now have this passion from that time, right? But just have this passion for equipping and encouraging Christian women to do business God's way, to not settle for what the world says about how we should be, how we should act, how we should show up, but to do that in a way that is um, for the kingdom, for God's glory, rather than for our own glory, building our own, you know, our own kingdoms and focusing on building his. And so now I am an online business coach for Christian female entrepreneurs doing exactly that, helping them to first have biblical mindset, right? To think the way we are told to think through the word and then to have solid business strategy. Cause I've been at this for a while. So I have a lot of um, strategic, you know, marketing and business advice. Um, so I use the two together to help my clients to grow online. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I always love hearing your nonlinear journey and others too, because um, it's just always so cool to see, you know, kind of connect the dots in hindsight, um, and I also really love the the point that you brought up about, you know, doing business God's way versus the world's way. Um, and even as you're saying that, I'm thinking of like, you know, even recent stuff that I've processed through, like, I think it is so, not I think, I know it is so important to be around others who are going to encourage you to do business God's way, you know, whether that is specifically working with a Christ-centered mentor or coach, um, which I personally have just kind of made that decision, like any business coach that I work with from here on out, and probably most anything, um, is going to be Christian specifically, just because that's such an integral part of my business. Um, But, you know, I just think like the overall point of like having someone who's going to encourage you and understand that like when God gives us downloads of like, hey, you should start this program, you should do this thing. And then you have some other person that you're working with, some expert saying, well, actually, I advise people to do this strategy. And then you're conflicted because you're like, but I like you and I trust you. And you're saying that this isn't a smart strategic move. Um, and I also like, I, I do feel like it's a it's a balance too, because there is like, as someone who needs business training, I'm totally not saying go against your coach. Like I'm saying, be careful about who you work with, who you're letting into your circle of influence, because um, you want someone who is going to, you know, know your 
know your business inside and out and um, also know that God does give us these downloads because he has this purpose for us. Like we know it's our God-given purpose that we are living out in business and it's not just up to us. It's not like, what do we feel like doing? Yes. Um, so that's, that's just my little, <laughs> my little rant. <laughs> I think that's such a good point, Natalie, because um, I think really what that comes back to is what is our definition of success, right? And how are we defining that? Because it's true that, you know, when it comes to what quote unquote would be smart business strategy, there are many things that we would choose to not do because it's not, you know, in marketing lands, like the, which I love, right? That's where I am, right? It's not the best way to do things. But the really cool thing about being a Christian entrepreneur and doing that for the glory of God is that we're not first about the best way to grow something or the best way to have success as the world defines it. It's success. It's really, am I following hard after God and doing what he's called me to do? That is the definition of success for us in terms of, you know, how we operate our businesses. And so I've had exactly the same experiences all of a sudden. And I was like, I need to do this specific training. You know, I just, I really feel like this would be a blessing to my people and having like a coach or a mentor be like, yeah, but you know what, if you give that away, you know, you're not going to have that in your program or, you know, all these different pieces. And it, I had to really just make that decision of cool. Thank you. <laughs> but no, because God has told me to do like, God has made it clear that this is what he wants me to do. Right. Um, and so I, I'm just excited about the fact that when I work with other Christians, um, even as a coach, I always say to my clients, you know, this is a piece of strategy, but again, I want you to go pray through that and pray about if, and when God would have you to implement this piece of the strategy. And there's a complete mindset shift there of not just like here, do this system. And then it works. We recognize that as Christians, we don't just blindly follow, but we go to the Lord first and say, how would you have me to grow? Is this what you want me to do in this time? Is this going to be a blessing for the people that I'm serving? Because he knows, he knows the end from the beginning. He knows the bigger picture. Um, and he knows what our clients need more than we do. And that was a big realization for me. Of, you know, in terms of business, we know that God knows better, but to actually apply that in our business and say, okay, just because I learned this strategy or just because I learned this framework, God knows what I need to be doing in my business. He knows what my clients need more than anything. And it's been such a blessing to me to be able to go back with clients, right? And pray about, you know, what they should be doing in their businesses. And it's not what the world would say is smart marketing, <laughs> but to watch the blessing of, you know, the people that they serve, so much out of that, you know, in in fact, sometimes even the growth of their business through that, right? It's not first and foremost, but we do grow businesses, right? Um, it's been such a blessing to see that when we do things God's way and give him the first place, give him, you know, the ability to come in and say, this is what I want you to do. And we follow him humbly and we're just obedient that he takes care of everything else. So it really is a shift from, you know, what the world would call success, but it's godly success. And that's what we're going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in talking about like, you know, pursuing godly success and like looking at our God-given calling, I know you've got a few things that you'd like to share in terms of like um, what we need to know to really like confidently move forward, pursue um, what God's calling us to do in business, because I know, and you know, and so many women know um, the uncertainty that we feel when we're like, okay, I feel like God's calling me to do this business. Like, eh, is this really God? Is it me? Like, you know, what do I need to know to really like move forward, um, you know, confidently, but also like 
you know, confidently can be thought of in two different ways. And I'm thinking in terms of like, you have this assurance, you have this peace, this knowing that like, I know God's in this and I know this is what he's wanting me to do. Um, so I would love if you could share with us, like what, what that first thing is that you really need to get clear on to move forward. Absolutely. And I want to just preface this by saying, um, you know, a lot of people, I get pushback on this one a lot because people are like, that's not even a strategy. Just hear me out. Okay. The first one here is really about knowing God and knowing who he is from his word or knowing what he wants from his word. Um, and the reason that this is so important is that God is not going to give you a vision or a calling or any of these kinds of things, an idea that's counter to his word, right? He's not going to say, you know, go and do this thing when his word clearly says, don't do that thing. <laughs> Right. Um, and so he's not going to give us something that's opposite. And that's why, like, again, when I was on bed rest and I started going through the word again on our work, I was very challenged by, okay, you know, God's word says very clearly, for example, not to envy. But so often I found myself doing things in my business because someone else was doing it or because it looked like a good idea that someone else was doing or it looked like a good strategy. When really, when I looked into my heart, it was envy. It was like, oh, I want to be like that person or I want to be able to do it their way, right? And so that was counter the word of God. And so I was, I was making these moves in my business that were actually based on envy, not based on God saying, go and do this thing, right? So that's just one example, right? But we need to get to know him. His plan is so much bigger than ours, right? It's not just about, you know, our business, our platform, our audience, right? Everything that we do as believers needs to first and foremost be, how do I glorify God in this, right? And we're going to talk a little bit later about serving, but remembering the fact that we're not here to just grow our own our own kingdom, I like to say, right? Like, it's not about my kingdom growing. It's about God's, right? God's agenda. It's about doing the things that he calls us to. Um, and so often when people talk about calling and talk about that uncertainty, and I totally get it because I felt that too, it's often about what's the best for me? What's the best for my direction? What's the best for my business? And I have found that when, you know, we turn that around and just look to God's word, like, what is he trying to do in the world right now? What is he has always been his plan, not right now, but his word tells us what his plan was the whole time. And, and where does this fit into that? We have so much more confidence knowing that, you know, whether I go this way or that way, if God's glory is my agenda and furthering his plan, you know, through his strength, right? The fact that he even uses us is just still astounding to me, right? But is is about his his glory first. We're going to have a lot more confidence in our calling. So that's really kind of the first thing. Like don't press into knowing your plan, press into knowing God better. Mhm. Yeah, I I totally agree with you there. Um, and I like kind of what you were saying, it just reminds me of kind of the verse that you were referring to in Isaiah 55 about like, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. Yes. Um, and just how like his his thoughts, his plans, his ways are so much higher than ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that that I'm often, you know, humbled by and and have to remind myself of. Um kind of like what I mentioned in those specific moments where it's like, well, I have this idea that, um, that, you know, I've been praying and it just like, I feel like God's telling me to do this thing in my business and make this move. And it's conflicting what like the strategic advice is. Um, and it's coming back to, it's like, but I know, 
I know God and I'm, you know, it says right here on his word that his ways are higher than mine. So it's like, who am I to then be like, well, actually that's not a good strategy. God, I'm going to go this way. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing God is, it's so incredible because this even reframes the hard times that we have in our businesses. We know that entrepreneurship is not easy. We just talked about the fact that, you know, none of our journeys have been linear, right? But there have been hard times interspersed throughout. And I've been so encouraged in the times when it feels like everything in my business is falling apart or like, what is even going on? Like, you know, did I miss a step? Did I not follow God properly somewhere? And just to be encouraged to go back to his word, to make sure that I'm still aligned with that. That is my compass, you know, his word is my compass. And to go back to that and to even see how he's used the hard situations that I would never have chosen, right? I never would have chosen to go through some of the things that I've gone through in business, how he's used them First first and foremost, to grow me up in my faith, right? To sanctify me, to grow me up, to make me more like Jesus. But then also to, as a testimony for the other people who are looking on, right? For my clients to see me go through hard things and still come out of that for the glory of God. For, you know, other people who follow me, right? To be able to to say those things vulnerably and say, hey, this is hard right now, um, but this is what God is doing. Again, I never would have chosen that, but to see God use the negative things for his glory just completely reframes the way we look at trials, the way we look at suffering of any kind, because we recognize that God is even over that, right? It's not like he made a mistake, like, oops, I didn't see that hard thing coming. Sorry, better luck next time, right? That's not the God that we serve. It's really around him using everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly for his purposes, for his glory, and for our good. And that that gets me fired up, honestly, because I'm able to go through these things that I would, again, never choose. <laughs> Let's make that clear. It's not like I'm like, bring on the suffering, right? Like I, none of us, you know, want it, but we understand from the word of God that this is refining. It's making us, you know, more like Christ. It's helping to use that testimony for his glory. And it just gets me so excited to know that God can redeem even those things. Mm -hmm. And I think there's also something, um, I guess, you know, I can say this from personal experience. There's something like comforting about being in the middle of something really hard and knowing like, okay, there is like, you're going to bring good out of this, or there's going to be a purpose in this. Like, this isn't just meaning, you know, like there's, there's a purpose for everything. Um, and I, I can think of times in my life where like, that's been really comforting to like yeah. be in the middle of it and just be comforted and know that like, you know, it doesn't surprise God. Like he knows where I am and there's going to be good that comes out of it somehow, you know, yes. at some point. Yes. I love that. That's like reminding me of Romans eight twenty eight that verse that you basically just quoted, right? We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. That is so encouraging, like that all things, right? He goes on later to list some of the all things and we're like, really? That can turn out for good, <laughs> right? But knowing that's true and, and one of the things that God has been teaching me and just even challenging me in is believing him in that. Believing that in the, the things that I would call good, in the things that I I would call not so good, that he's still working that out. It's just completely changed how I look at everything in my business. Yes, but in my life in general. Um, And that's just, I mean, the amazing journey that it is to walk with God as we grow our businesses. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, So if someone, so step one is knowing God, right? Knowing his word, um, just really like walking with him. Um, What's the next thing? 
Yeah, the next thing, once we know that, um, knowing your message. Um, this is one that's been really, like, again, uh, over all of my years in business, this message has kept evolving. And like I talked about in my story, I was all about the marketing before and all about the strategy and all of those pieces. And I don't, I, no knocks at marketing. I still love marketing. Um, but getting clearer about the fact that I wanted my message to be first and foremost about that biblical mindset, right? It just helps me to speak directly to the people that I've been called to serve. Um, you know, often it's easy when we just get into business, especially to say, I'm a graphic designer, you know, just blanket statement. And we're not calling anybody out. Everyone's like, cool, good luck with that. <laughs> right. Um, but when we get really clear on who we're actually, or I'm sorry, on what we're actually saying in our messaging, um, it helps us to, to kind of solidify who we're for, right. And who we're, we're there to help. Um, and so, you know, for myself, like I said, we're all about biblical mindset and solid business strategy. And those two are equal in what we do. And so if someone comes and says, I'm not really interested in the biblical mindset stuff. I just want the business strategy. That's great. I'm not the right coach for you <laughs> because I know my message. I know exactly um, how I've been called to present you know, business strategy. And it is all through the lens of the word of God. And so it just gives a lot of clarity around like, this is what I'm about. This is not what I'm about. And we're able to then you know, project that out into the marketplace. So it's clear who we're for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, the same goes for me too, in terms of like how faith is such an integral part of my message. Um, and there's something so wonderfully polarizing about that, right? Like in terms of, you know, if someone comes to, comes to me and they want to, you know, figure out their ideal client and like get clear on these pieces and they don't want the faith aspect. It's like, well, I know, I didn't have that clarity in the beginning. I would have been like, oh, I can help you totally. I know branding. Um, but now I know that like the, you know, the message that that is a core part of my message, right? Um, looking at like how God has like uniquely wired us and he's given us this life experience and these gifts. And like, that is all part of the unique value that we provide in our brand. Yeah. Um and so, yeah, having, having that clarity and knowing like what your message is. Um, and I often refer to it as like knowing what your polarizing message is, mm. um, because that's something that, you know, I, I've been there many times. I've felt that resistance of being polarizing, but it's so um, powerful. And it's something that we need to like aspire to um, mm. is, is think about how we can, you know, um, polarize, you know, the people that we're not, you know, not meant to serve, um, so that we can, you know, really draw in the ones that, that we are, um, which I guess leads us to the next point. So what is step three of this process? Yeah. And we've, we've referenced it so many times, <laughs> it's impossible to have this conversation without talking about this, but it's about knowing who that message is for. And really the question you're answering there is who are you called to serve now? I mean, this is business specific. So obviously in our lives in general, we're supposed to serve everyone, right? Like, like, you know, serve your family, serve, you know, whoever's around you. Um, but in business specifically, you know, we're not to work with every single person who comes along. Um, one of the things that you were just saying about messaging being polarizing is that, you know, it draws in those who are for you and those, and, you know, pushes away those who aren't is actually a blessing, not a curse. And I want to say that here because it can be so easy to say, well, that's turning away clients. That's pushing away business. Like, how is that a good strategy? And the truth is that 
it's a blessing to work with, you know, the people who are aligned with, you know, what we believe with, you know, the messages that we're putting out when we just take on anyone and everyone, anyone and anyone. Oh my goodness. When we just take on everyone or anyone, we're actually doing a disservice to, to our clients because we're not the right fit for them. And this was something that I realized early on when I made this mistake, I was early in my business and I just wanted to like get some clients <laughs> and maybe some of your listeners are in that place. You just want to get those first few clients in. But because I wasn't clear on my message, I actually did a disservice to the people that I brought in because I wasn't a good fit. My offer wasn't perfect for them. And I ended up having them not be completely satisfied with what we did together because they weren't the right fit in the in the first place. Um, and so this is really helpful to get clear on who you're called to serve and then be bold in your messaging. You know, for me personally, and I'm not saying that this is for everybody, but for me personally, getting really clear on the fact that that biblical mindset, that biblical perspective is the most important is polarizing. I've pushed many people away, not intentionally, but my message has pushed many people away. And I used to feel really bad about that. But um, I've just had so much confidence recently, and this is what I know I should be doing. I know that I can't, you know, authentically teach business without having that lens of the word of God. I've done it before. It falls flat. It falls flat. And so I can only serve people who are okay with, and in fact, excited about hearing how God's word applies to how we work um, and how we run our businesses. So it's really helpful um, to also help you narrow down who are your right fit clients, who are not your right fit clients, and ultimately to have then a better, a better business out of that um, because you're working with the right people. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that you, you mentioned the piece about just like having that experience of, um, you know, ultimately not serving people well, like doing them a disservice, because I think, um, again, I know this from experience and I've heard this from many women too. Like it feels selfish to be like, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, like figure out who my dream dream client is so that I can, you know, have those high ticket clients. And like, there's a lot of, you know, quote unquote, self-serving reasons. And I'm not knocking them. Like they're, they are true benefits for you as a business owner and just for your enjoyment, right? Like working with people that you enjoy, but there's so many, like there's a, there's the flip side of that is that like, it truly is a disservice to people if you are not the best fit to work with them, but you're like, oh, I can help you when there's someone out there who could help them better, yes. right? Like you're not, whether it's just a per, like a case of personalities clashing um, and you're not totally jiving with the person and they're kind of feel, you know, there's just a little bit of like um, friction there or just like um, business-wise, like if they don't have things in place, maybe they... Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Like I, I do a lot of personal branding, helping, helping women create personal brands. If someone comes along and they have a product-based business, it's like, I could give you a few pointers, but I'm not the best person for you because I don't deal with product-based businesses. Um, just like you, you know, you work with women who have online businesses. If someone comes along and they have a brick and mortar business, like you'd be like, well, again, I could give you some pointers, but like, let me help you find someone else who can help you better, who really like specializes in this thing. Yes, exactly. And I think that's, that's really comes down to loving people well, right? Because mm -hmm. to take on clients just for just because you could help them or because you can give them a little bit of help, that's more self-serving, quite frankly, mm -hmm. because you're taking them on 
for your own pocketbook. Ultimately, that's what that comes down to, right? Where actually loving people well is saying, no, I'm not the right fit for you. Let me help you find the person who's the right fit. Or, or you know, maybe I could refer you to someone else. Like that's actually loving people well. And I think that, again, this is um, a flip, you know, when it, again, when we're doing business for God's glory, that it's not first me, then others. It's first others, then me, right? And, and looking more to the interests of others than to the interests of ourselves, right? Again, when we just take on clients out of desperation, that is doing that because of our needs, right? Because we, I just need to make some income. I just need to have some clients. I just need to build a business, right? Where we're looking first to the, to the needs of others. We're saying, okay, what do you actually need? And then am I the right person to help you get that? And if not, then we nicely separate and, and go separate ways. That's actually loving people well. And I understand that maybe somebody just listened to that and felt a little bit of like an ouch, right? Or a little bit of resistance. Um, and I want to say this, I want you guys to know that I'm saying this lovingly as someone who has done this. I have built from desperation before. I have taking on clients who weren't a good fit for me. Um, and I had to learn this the hard way. And so if I can save you from doing that and just remind you to look first to the interests of others, um, I promise you it's going to make you so much happier as a business owner, yes, but it's also displaying the love of Christ that we want to do as Christian women in business. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and I've, I've totally experienced that and learned the hard way too, in terms of taking on clients, um, that were not the right fit. And I, you know, it's, it's a hard lesson to learn, but it's really important. And I, I do also believe that it's like, if, if we can, um, give women, you know, a heart check or a warning or whatever you want to call it in terms of just like, um, like, I feel like it, it, it comes down to like looking at it too, in terms of like scarcity or abundance. And yeah. it's like, if you're focusing on God's abundance and the fact that I say this all the time, but the fact that like God's called you to do like this specific thing in business, whatever it is, um, that means he also has specific people in mind for you to serve. And that's something that I've had to really like, um, you know, now I feel very confident in that because I see the people that I'm called to serve and it's like confirmation, but I can think back to the, the times in my business where I was just kind of like, you know, in desperation being like, who can I work with? And, you know, just thinking about me, me, me. Yeah. So I just like, I've, I've been in that place of, you know, I can, I can remember thinking back when it's just, it's like you're, you're grabby. You're just trying to like, you know, get whoever you can work with. Um, and it really like, there are, there are people that you are called to serve. And so it's like, it's just really remembering that and, and meditating on that. If that's something that's hard for you to hear, like to, to really believe when you hear that, like if you hear that, like there's, there's people out there that you're called to serve, um, you know, really get with God and like, you know, remember that meditate on write that on a sticky note. If you need to remember that, like there are people who need you specific people that, that need you. Um, because I mean, I'm just kind of echoing what you're saying in terms of like, you know, when we focus on ourself, I think that's when we, it, it's like a downward spiral, honestly, of just like making decisions out of this frantic, desperate place. Um, yeah when really we just like need to keep like focusing, you know, focusing outward, focusing on the people that we're called to serve. Yeah. And I think exactly what you're saying there is that difference between faith and fear, 
right? Mm -hmm. Fear will make decisions out of desperation. Fear will say, yes, I can help you. Just come work with me. Fear will say like, there's not enough out there. So I just need to take whoever comes, right? Where faith says, okay, if this is what God wants me to do, he is going to provide, he's going to give me, you know, what I need. He's going to, or he's going to give me the people that I need to serve, right? He's going to show me who those people are, right? And this was a big shift for me. Like I said, I did it the wrong way in the beginning. Like I'm being completely vulnerable with you guys here. I did it the fear way. I just need an income. I just need the people. I just need more clients. Um, and the flip of that now in faith is like, God, I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep putting out the messages, right, that I that I am putting out. I'm going to keep loving on people. I'm going to keep serving. And I'm going to just have faith and believe that you're going to bring the people that I should be working with, right? And, and that shift has changed my business. One, my business is doing better than ever. So, like, that's just, I mean, that's, a, that's one great thing. But the bigger thing is that my heart posture is completely different toward my business. I'm showing up every morning excited to serve, excited to help people, truly excited about the content that I'm putting out. You know, I'm not overanalyzing every post being like, is this going to get me clients? Is this going to bring people in? Is this going to, you know, make me money, right? I'm not overanalyzing everything that I do. I'm saying, oh, wow, like God's been teaching me this really amazing thing. I'm going to share that. Oh, cool. That's a really great business tip that's helped me this week. I'm going to share that, right? And just going from that place of excitement to serve rather than desperation to sell. That's a really big shift mm -hmm. that I've had in my business. And I'm so, so thankful for that. And just want to also encourage all of us here, like myself included, because I can go back to that place tomorrow if I'm not careful, right? Um, encourage all of us to not be desperate to sell, but be excited to serve and just watch God show up and do whatever he wants to do. Mm. That's so good. I love that. Well, and it's also, um, you know, I, I worked with a coach before and she would always talk about like doing business with grace and ease. And that's just, it's like when you are, when you're, when you're, um, cause I've totally been there of thinking about like, okay, I'm looking at this post, like, how can this post get me a client? Like think like, so like overthinking things. It's like, just like relax and trust that like, you know, again, back to what you were saying earlier of like, you know, maybe feeling like you want to like do a video and talk about this thing. And it's not necessarily like strategic lines up with your offerings or whatever, but you're like, I just have this on my heart and I want to share it. And like trusting that those little nudges and those things along the way, like that is how we, we call in those people that we're meant to serve, right? That's how we attract them. And like, we need to stop overthinking it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. So if there was like one thing that you wanted women to remember or like take away from this conversation, what would it be? Hmm. Oh, such a good question. We talked about so many amazing things. I think the big thing I would say is to spend more time pressing into Jesus than trying to make your plan work. Um, and again, that might be a little bit of an ouch, but that's been something that's been so helpful for me is every time I start to get to that place where I'm starting to feel like, all right, how do I plan? How do I get what I want? How do I go back to this place? I recognize that my heart is looking the wrong direction and I need to go back 
you know, maybe take a day off, which can be hard at times, right? But take a day off and close the notebook, close the, the emails, all those things and open the word of God. Because every time I just go back to my source and say, okay, God, like I'm coming to you like with no agenda, not like, you know, show me in Psalm 91, what you want me to do in my business, right? Cause we can do that too, right? But really just focusing on, I just want to hear from you, whatever you have for me, whatever you have for me to hear from you today, that's what I want. It just refocuses my heart and then I'm able to serve out of a better heart, right? Rather than, again, coming back from that desperation, I'm able to then go back onto my computer, go back to work and do that from a good heart. So if you're feeling right now, like I have no idea if I'm doing the right thing. I don't know if I should do this offer. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if I'm ever going to get any clients, all these doubts and things that come in. I want to encourage you to close the laptop and open the Bible, right? And, and go press into Jesus, read his word, worship him, get excited about being with him um, and let him refresh you, not just for your business, but for your soul, for your life, right? Um, let him speak to you um, and then go back and serve from that place. And just, just, just take him at his word, trust him and see what he does through that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's so good. And I, I know that like, I've, I've had moments where it's like, you know, maybe my daughter's asleep and I'm like, Oh, I could totally open up my laptop and do a few quick things. Or I could sit and journal and have my quiet time. And like you guys, having my quiet time at night is my favorite thing ever because like it's the same thing with working at night like time is endless but like there's no disruptions and so if I just get with God and I sit and I you know read the Bible and I journal and I'm just like quiet like that is just like the sweetest time ever and it's my favorite I'm also just not a morning person so I like I love that time at night um and that's something that I always remind myself when I'm I'm totally doing the dance of like computer quiet time. Which one do I do? I'm like the best investment of my time. The best thing I can do is just get with God. Like, yes, yes, I could check a few things off my to-do list, but in the long run, like I just need to get with God right now. Yes. I love what you just said. And it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes by Martin Luther. He was so busy, had so much to do. And he said, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. And I love this quote because our tendency when we feel like we have so much to do or we have to just get in and do the work is like, okay, I'll maybe shorten my quiet time or I'll, I'll have it, but then I'll get right back to work. And his thought process was completely the opposite was the more I have to do, the more time I need to spend committing that to God. And I'm not in that place yet. Like I, I, I can't see that I've mastered that by any stretch of the imagination, but that is what I want to work towards of the more I feel like I have to do, the more that's on my plate, the more I'm seeking the Lord, the more time I'm spending with him, the more time I'm reading the word, because I know that he's my source for everything that I need. Um, and so to, to have that mindset of rather that I'll shorten that or I'll pass it by today, right? Because I have so much to do instead to spend more time, you know, with him. And, and pressing into him and then just going, I've, I've seen it happen. The times that I commit to this, I go back to my to-do list and that has 30 things. And all of a sudden I'm like, I don't need to do these things. Like I, I maybe 10 of these actually need to get done. A prayer that my mom used to always pray when we were kids was Lord order my day. Mm-hmm. And it's a prayer that I brought into adulthood with me as well, where, you know, I spend that time with him, I'm in the word and then I'm praying, okay, Lord, order my day. And all of a sudden he does, he's so faithful to go through and look at my, or go through my to-do list and show me that's not actually necessary. That's not actually what you need to be doing. 
focus on these three things. And I'm like, Lord, if I had just started my day without you, I would have been striving to get 30 things done where now that I've spent that time with you, you have given me clarity in my day, right? And first you've given me the blessing of being in your word and being before you. And then you've ordered my day. Like he's so, so good to do that. But we have to trust him. Like having that time with him when we feel busy is an act of faith right? It's an act of faith that I know that this is the best investment of my time. No matter what happens after this is the best way, I'm going to trust you for the other hours of my day and to just, just go for it and see what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that quote that you shared. I hadn't heard, heard that before, but that's so good. So I'm so glad you shared that. Um, could you share where people can find you online? So if someone wants to connect with you more, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. The best place to find me is in my Facebook group. That's where I'm showing up and having fun with our community. So our Facebook group is called Scale for His Glory, and we would love to have you join us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here, Veronica. Thanks for having me, Natalie. Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means the world to me, but more importantly, it helps more women find and benefit from this show. And if you're not already plugged into the Presence and Purpose Facebook group, come join us. I want you to get plugged into the community and get the support you need because we're not meant to do this whole business thing alone. Until next time.